You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We've come to the second hour. We're joined by myself, Lawson. Got Matthew in the studio as well. And, hey, Matthew, we need another quiz question, and thou art the man to tell us it. So go and go for it, Matthew. <laughs> Gladly. How many books of the Bible start with the letter J? Ah, okay. Interesting question there. It's actually so, more than you think. Absolutely. It's not a minor number. It's quite a, yeah, quite, quite a portion yeah. there. So how many books in the Bible? This is an easy one. Start with the letter J. Oh, okay. Easy one. Okay, this morning. Okay, well, I'll give you guys a clue, a hint. It's at least three. <laughs> at, at the least. At the least. At, at, at the lower it's end. at least three. That, I mean, there's, there's, there's more than that, obviously. But hey, 0910064669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win. We have two amazing prizes. Firstly, The Atheism Prophecy by Ivor Myers. And we were having a bit of a conversation about this off air. We are talking about the Hegelian dialect we and conflict between two sides, which is basically, it's, it's a school of, of thinking. Of a, of a dialect where you know every uh, every thesis necessitates there necessarily needs to be an antithesis thesis. and the argument between those two brings a greater assent to truth and whatnot. So hey, that's a synthesis. Yeah, there's the synthesis. That's yeah. right. So this yeah. book, the atheism prophecy, how Christianity fueled atheism, is talking about the uh, the conflict or or you could say the spurring on of how both of those movements, whether it's Christianity or whether it's secular atheism, have grown and created divide, mass divide between two groups of people and have kind of funneled people either direction. This one's by Ivor Myers. It's a fantastic book. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. We're having a draw every single day. So guys, you can't slack off. Get your names in. We had a winner yesterday. We're going to have a winner today as well, as well as we're going to have a voice of the martyrs uh, calendar right here that we're going to give you guys as well. So get your answers in. And again, that question was, how many books of the Bible start with the letter J? J. 0491 You don't have to list out all the books. Just give us a number. Just jump in the index and count. Yeah. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, you guys have been a little bit quiet this morning, but that's all right. Hey, we've got a text message in from Wayne. He says, good morning, Lawson and Matthew. Blessings. Bateman's Bay near Moruya. So that's down south, you know, south coast of New South Wales. Uh, at the airport, if you lock your car and go to the beach, uh, when you come back to the car, it will have smashed windows and your belongings gone. That's actually the, the unfortunate thing about like um yeah not beautiful beach towns and whatnot and, and i think that's actually what we can see happening in in oakland california and that's a reference to the story that i was talking about earlier one of the things the reason why it's so prolific there is because you've, you've it's a beautiful place if you've never been now I, i've had i've been fortunate enough to to go there to go to san francisco to go to the, the bay area go to the 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 San Francisco Bridge and, and whatnot, the Golden Gate Bridge, I should say. Nice. Um, and to see all those places, it's a beautiful area, incredibly affluent, and when there's not much policing and there's not much people looking after the place, uh, yeah, it's just rife with people getting in there and and stealing stuff. It's quite the paradox. You know, I find it interesting how people will leave their windows down, but how do you not stop your car from getting stolen? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, that's right. Well, that's this is the solution that they come to because the the criminals, a lot of the criminals, like they won't steal a car in broad daylight. Like it's pretty much impossible. But they'll run up to a car like in a parking lot with a mask on, like just sm- they smash like the corner, the quarter panel, like the back quarter panel. I watched this video about it because it's just getting so bad, and people talking about how to protect your cars from 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 this happening in this area of like the the Bay Area in the United States and. They were like, yeah, they go through like the, the quarter, quarter panel of the window and the, the back end, you know, and they, they reach into the back seat. They grab what's ever there. They, they grab it and they, they run off and, you know, they're wearing a mask. You know, they might jump out of a van or a car, smash a window, grab what, what's ever in there and then jump in the car and drive off. And so people seeing that like, oh, hey, like they're not stealing cars because they don't have the ability to. They're just stealing stuff out of the cars. Yeah. They just leave all their doors open now. They just leave the, the boot of the car up and whatnot. And they're just like, Look, don't take, don't smash my windows. Like I don't have anything in here, please. Like I've, I've taken everything out. Yeah, it's super interesting there. Hey, got answers coming through for that quiz question as well. Again, that question was how many books of the Bible start with the letter J? Yeah, but just say, keep keep sending in answers, guys. Keep sending in answers. Listening to the breakfast show this morning, and we are continuing on our Bible study in the Psalms. We're but going to read in particular Psalms. We're going to read a couple of Psalms. We've got Psalm 102, Psalm 41, Psalm 88. We might start in Psalms 102 and pick it up in verse 1. Psalms 102 and verse 1. And we're going to be reading today. Our topic is covering at death's door. So the, the greater the greater topic of our Bible study this week is singing the Lord's song in a strange land. And we've been looking at, well, yesterday we looked at, you know, these people, the Israelites captive or people of Judah captive in Babylon on their last legs, you could say, struggling, seeing the destruction of their, nat- their nation. And yet in such a difficult circumstance, in a strange land, singing the Lord's song. Mm. And being faithful to God and calling out to him despite the circumstances around them, very much reflecting not God's will. Uh, It's not God's will to bring about suffering to people. Well, I would say it's not God's will, although suffering can be used for the betterment of people, you could say. It's not God's will that sin exists. The reason sin exists is not because God has done this or God has done that or God has allowed this or God has allowed that. Rather, sin exists because of a choice of the people. Yep. Right? The the choice to and those consequences also reflect uh, you know, and you can say in terms of sin, you know, there's a questions come up like, Oh, why do why do bad things happen to good people? Or why do bad things happen to innocent people? And it's like that is the reflection of a long line of choices you know it's those bad things are happening to innocent people because at some point in the past some people made decisions you know that had full well had the opportunity to limit the potential evil that would come out of their decisions uh they had the opportunity to not choose to do evil to not choose sin yet they chose it and the outcome and the you know if we could think of like butterfly effect you know the outcome is that eventually it will catch up with everyone. And I think in the most ultimate sense, the separation that we have between God will ultimately lead to our death. Yep. And we see some of these Psalms here where people are on death's door, whether it's illness, whether in battle, whatever it may be, and they're calling out to God. So let's pick it up in Psalm 102 
And you want to start in verse 1. And we just start reading through for us, Matthew. Gladly. And it says here, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my trouble. Mm-hmm. Incline your ear to me. In the day that I call, answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like a hearth. My heart is stricken and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. Because mm. of the sound of my groaning, my bones cling to my skin. Oof. And I am like a pelican of the wilderness. <laughs> I'm like an owl of the desert. I lie awake and am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. Wow. Okay, let's let's stop there and reflect a little bit on some of these metaphors being used here. For my days are consumed like smoke. And my bones are burned like hearth. I, I I particularly like this one here. I am like the pelican of the wilderness or the owl of the desert. It actually reminds me like here in Australia we have a massively fluctuating pelican population and that's because pelicans just breed like anything yes and when there's food they just their numbers grow and grow and grow and grow when there's food and water and particularly you know they might even migrate inland a little bit and then as soon as like the dry season hits as soon as uh some drought hits like they just travel they well they either travel or a lot of them just drop dead like that the numbers thin out drastically and we see here this person again they're 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 uh, comparing themselves to like, you know, my days are consumed like smoke, right? Smoke that like fire is, or you can say like a piece of wood is consumed by fire and then turns into smoke. It just blows away. I'm like a pelican in the wilderness or an owl in the desert. You know, again, an owl in the desert, not its typical uh, typical place of, of living there. You know, I lie awake I'm like a sparrow alone. Especially the with owls, they're nocturnal. Mm. Like um, they're nighttime hunters. Mm. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like I'm I'm a fish out of water. I'm in a bad place, and I don't see a resolve in sight. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Connect with us on zero four nine one zero six four double six nine. But it continues on. Do you want to read for us, actually? If you want to stay in Psalm 102 and get for us um, Psalm 102, and re- can you read verse 11 for us? Yep. This is really very, very succinct, you know, the ideas we've been talking about here. Gladly. And I've been reading from the New King James Version. And I'll continue reading from verse 11. and says, mm. My days are like a shadow that lengthens, and I wither away like grass. Mm. Shadow that lengthens, hey, what what kind of imagery is that? Yeah, I'm just I'm still trying to digest that. My yeah. days are like a shadow that lengthens. It's it's it's, it's really it's, interesting. It's like the day. Yeah, that's the day right. stretches. Yes. The the shadow stretches. That's right. Absolutely. Like as the, the sun is you know, when the Moves. sun is at its highest, right, mm-hmm. the shadows are at its smallest. Like if there's actually some places in the world, like next to the equator, where the sun passes through a couple days a year perfectly overhead to the point where you can look down and things like don't have shadows Mm -hmm. because the sun is giving light on all sides and you see some of the photos from that and it's like it's like they turned the shadows off it looks like fake and artificial it looks Mm -hmm. like a like an alpha kind of 
stage animation, you know, like when they haven't added shadows yet to a drawing or whatnot. And it's like, wow. And it's because like the shadows are right overhead. And because during the middle of the day, that's when the shadows are the smallest because the, the sun is reflecting oh, the oh, most oh. right on the light on the most sides. But it says here, as the shadows, the lengthens, the, the imagery is as the sun's going down. You know, the shadows lengthen and then soon there'll be, well, it'll all be shadows. There will, you know, there won't, it won't be even distinguishable. It's like, and the idea here is, is the fading away of this particular person, how they're reflecting on their experience. Do you want to pick it up now in verse 23 and verse 24 of that psalm? Indeed. And it says, He weakened my strength in the way, he shortened my days. I said, Oh my God. Do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Mm. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Mm. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak you will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, Mm. and your years will have no end. Mm. The children of your servants will continue and their descendants will be established before you. Mm, powerful stuff. Now, I love this because as much as the psalmist is bringing their complaints to God, right? They're, they're laying before God their, their difficulties, their, their issues, their shortcomings, the fact that they're on the way out, and it's, they're, they're feeling very pressed about this mm-hmm. and very stressed. Still, they pray in faith. I think it's really beautiful here, you know, like... He says, I said, oh, my God, do not take away the midst of my days. Like, he's like, God, like, I, I am, I'm in the midst of my days. They're running out. They're running short. I can see that. I'm pleading to you. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm afraid of death. Yet, you know, your years are throughout all generations. And we see the faith shining through here of the psalmist. It's like, they will perish. And even himself, he's like, I will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, <laughs> you'll change them. And, you know, it's interesting. We were reflecting yesterday, Matthew. We yes. were talking about the Jews in Babylon, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the dire situation that they're in and that they're seeing, oh, man, like our, uh, our, our culture is potentially at an end. Our, our mission, our purpose has, like, it's unfortunately we've failed. And not, it, that has been wholly and solely, that failure has been self-inflicted. We've ended up as captives in a foreign land, yet God is still faithful. And I think this reflects, firstly, the situation of the Babylon, you know, the, the Judeans in Babylon themselves. But then furthermore, we can reflect that experience on to us in this world, in this life. You know, we're not supposed to be here. We were never supposed to be in a situation where life and death and the complications between those and sin and pain and death and suffering exist and we have to live with them day and day. And we're, out, we're not made for this, clearly, because we we die and we see the reflections on this, you know, by, by the psalmist here. Like, they are not stoked or happy or keen that these things are, are happening to them. Yet, they still look in faithfulness towards God. Absolutely. And there's two keys here in verse 24 and 25. The first one is where it says, your years are throughout all generations. Now, what that tells me is they remember the goodness of God throughout all those generations. It's, it's, it's past tense. It's talking backwards about where God was present. 
The second one is 20, verse 25. Of old you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. That means that they're looking at the fact that when they feel down, they just look to creation. Mm. They look around and they see the mountains are the same. But the seasons come and go. So the spring comes, flowers bloom. And no matter what happens, when winter and autumn comes, Spring comes again, and they remember the God of creation. So they mm. look at the consistency of God mm. being faithful to uh, them and their ancestors in the past, and they see a memorial of God's creatorship, his sovereignty, mm. his reign, through the consistency of creation. Yeah, absolutely. It's This world testifies to, you know, again, if, if this world uh, is... Endurant, as endurant as it is, despite all that it goes through, and this world has been created by God. Like how much more our Creator? You know, we live in a world that has been affected and inflicted by sin, and there's there is difficulties that our world is going through. And people talk about climate change and and whatnot. And I think that we see, unfortunately, the effect of humanity on this world. And I think just particularly of like <laughs> the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, or or one of these things where we can see like how affected our world has become by the human influence and how unfortunate that is. Yet the earth's persistence despite that despite it. To testifies to, you know, the fact that all four seasons come in their time. The fact that, you know, the trees still grow and and the rain still falls and the flowers, you know, grow and wither and all of these different things. Like it testifies to the fact that how much more so God, the creator Absolutely. The, absolutely. Yeah, the flowers wither and fade away. We do the same as same as the grass, but God continues to endure, yep. and we can take solace in this, you know, because we know that the the fact that we're still living, that we're still breathing, um, it testifies that God is still working here, despite our distance and our separation from Him. Let's pick it up in Psalm forty-one. Actually, let's head over to Psalm forty-one. I want to read the first couple of verses of that psalm and just to see this theme throughout looking at these people who are who are at death's door you could say on the edge of life yet reflecting and seeing the goodness of God the faithfulness of God and the endurance of God despite this we're going to pick it up psalm 41 do you want to start reading for us verse 1 Matthew happily how blessed is he who considers the helpless he or she that is mm. the lord will deliver him or her in a day of trouble the lord will protect them and keep them alive and he shall be called blessed upon the earth. And do not give him or her over to the desire of their enemies. The Lord will sustain them upon their, their sick bed. In their illness, you restore them to health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. Mm, okay, so we see a perspective here shared of at death's door. I think Psalm 102 is a little bit more you know, resolving, like, it's like, hey, like, we're on the edge, everything's falling apart, but God's still faithful. Here we see a plead from David and and a promise here. Blessed is the poor. The Lord will deliver him in his time of trouble. Absolutely. Looking at the faithfulness of God to work in the lives of people despite their dire circumstances and difficulties. And that's beautiful. That's powerful. Like, God is also willing to work despite our distance from him. Like he is looking upon our affliction. He is looking upon our difficulties and he says, yeah, I will sustain you. I'll be with you. I'll help you in your time of sickness through difficulties. I think also what this reflects is that the life of a follower of God is not one devoid or absent, absent from difficulty, absent from stress, absent from trials. 
But, and, and that's, again, the result of a world that we live in that's affected by sin. But the beautiful message throughout that is that God is still working. God is still there. God is bringing together all things for his benefit and for his good and for the good of all people around him. And he's looking down at it from a perspective of, of you know, he knows of his love, of his care and whatnot. It's really beautiful there. And I, 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 I these are promises definitely that I hold on to in times of trial and in times of struggle. Absolutely. I like what you and Justin covered this morning, how you mm. shared that people have this can have a negative perspective of God, therefore wreak negative consequences. But from that verse, if they can see God in a good light, the mercy of him as a sinner, then they see the proper context of who he is, a God yeah. that cares. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. The Breakfast Show, and right now we are going to have our final quiz question. And this quiz question is very important to get in for because it is, as we've been saying throughout the show, if you've been listening or maybe you've just tuned in with us, we are having a draw every single day. 8.45 this morning, we're going going to be spinning the wheel. So this is your last opportunity to get in for our prizes. We have the Atheism Prophecy as well as the uh, amazing Voice of the Martyrs calendar too. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. We're going to be spinning the wheel at 8.45. So, guys, you are going to have to give us some answers. Do you want to give us the next question, please, Matthew? We'll do. And this is the cream on the cake, friends, with this last question of the day. What was – well, sorry. Who was very disturbed? Yeah, we'll start like that. Who was very disturbed by a dream she had about Jesus? Mm. Hint. We only know her husband's name. Ah, uh, okay. She has no name reference at she, all. She has no name, but we know her husband's name, and she was she had a dream about Jesus, which disturbed her greatly. Troubled her tremendously. Hey, if you know the answer to this one, 0491-064-669, that is the number to text. Text that number with the correct answer. You'll go into the draw for our prizes today. And throughout all this week, we have the Atheism Prophecy as well as the Voice of the Martyrs calendar. Please send in your answers to 0491-064-669. This is your last opportunity. Again, that number is 491 064 669, who was very disturbed by a dream she had about Jesus. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, got a couple cute text messages in. Firstly, one here from Sherry. She says, morning, beautiful people. And she's writing in from Queensland. Thanks for that, Sherry. As well as, Michael, we were talking about old English, you know, thou art the man earlier. And uh, and Michael writes in, he says, that old style of talking is called old English. English, yeah, very, very old English, Shakespearean English. I remember like doing Shakespeare in Year Eight and like having to read those books and write about, you know, write book reports about them, and just hating it. Thinking it was the thinking it was the worst. Like I was like, this is so lame. Now I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Being a being a Bible reader, you know, reading the the King James and and you know the the power and the impact of those statements that. The King James language phrases them in. It's it's just ama- amazing. I love it. It does have a certain ethos and pathos about it. Yeah, um, yeah. On the like you said, you alluded to that Shakespearean, mm. um, dramatic old old English. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let's continue reading in the Book of Psalms. We're going to pick it up in Psalm eighty-eight. Yep. Psalm eighty-eight. Well, let's start in verse one and just start to make our way through as well. Still on the topic of at 
death's door. And considering, you know, these psalms that were written for people or written either by people or for people that are in desperate situations, that are on the edge of life, who are calling out to God and trusting him faithfully that he'll respond. Continue on for us. Psalm 88. Do you want to start reading in verse 1? Indeed. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. Mm. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to the grave. I am counted with those who go down to the pit. I am like a man who has no strength, adrift among the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and who are cut off from your hand. You have laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the depths. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. Keep going. Yeah. You have put away my acquaintances far from me. You have made an abomination to them. You have made me an abomination to them. I am shut up, and I cannot get out. My eye wastes away because of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon you. I have stretched out my hands to you. Will you work wonders for the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise you? Selah. Shall your loving kindness be declared in the grave? Mm. Yeah, this this psalm I think is particularly interesting, and it doesn't necessarily have a, a great resolve in terms of, oh, God, but you did this. It's just... The contemplation, this guy's is Heman the Ezraite. Uh, Heman the Ezra, sorry, not the Ezraite, I should say the Ezraite. Uh, it, it doesn't have this great resolve of, oh God, you did this. And I feel as though when we read the Psalms, it's, it's not that we take one Psalm and say, this is, uh, the, this person's experience represents all the experience of a, how a person can have with God in this particular place. And because we've seen, uh, in in a different stage, a psalm where like they're writing, they're at death's door and they're writing about their experience, but they're like, oh, but God, I know that you're faithful. Oh, God, I can see you work. Yeah. In this case, for for him and the Ezraite, he's just like God. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on the way out. Like I'm. This is this is it for me, and I can see that I'm I'm cut off. Like I'm I'm at death's door. I can't necessarily see a way or a light or a path out of this. Like, I am just going to the grave. And if anything, and, and what, what's beautiful here is he, he reflects, he, he, you could say he almost, in a sense, repents, uh, putting, giving, uh, he says, God, your wrath, your anger is, and your, 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 not necessarily anger, but your, your wrath is upon me. Um, and, you know, I am, uh, I am afflicted. I'm on the way out, uh, but despite this, like he's still he's still calling out to God. He's still writing out to God, and it's it's uh, it's interesting. In verse eleven, it says, "Shall your loving kindness be declared in the gla- in the grave, or your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Shall your wonders be known in the dark, and your righteousness in the land of the forgetfulness?" And it's interesting, you know, this guy he's having the experience that. All humanity are going to have, you know, going into the grave and and that being it. But the question he poses here, Lord, will your loving kindness be known in the grave? Lord, like, will will your will your righteousness be in the land of the the forgetful uh, the forgetfulness? And the answer is actually yes. yes. But we see that answer maybe not 
in this guy's immediate uh, situation because he is just going to die. Like that, that's the, the reality of, of his circumstances. But looking towards the future, seeing Christ live, die, resurrect, live, give his life and sacrifice himself for the world, there will be a miracle in the land of the dead. There will be righteousness in the land of forgetfulness. And that is because of what Christ has done. And this is ultimately a look forward to the time in which all the dead will be resurrected. All those in the, I love, I love this phrase, the land of the forgetfulness or the place of the destruction. All people in this particular space will be met with the loving kindness of God. And it will be because of his resurrection, which again, like, it wasn't because the the psalmist here cried out enough to God that he would save him. Like, yes, we are called to cry out to God, but God is the one who is making all of the 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 ways possible for those who are dead to be resurrected Absolutely. and to be saved. And the context is, you know, look at Jesus when he was on the cross. He said, mm. uh, you know, God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm. So it's this angle from this particular person is from an angle of human um, anguish. That's yeah. all it is. It's from the context of our human suffering. Yeah. And Jesus but, can relate. But even if our, and this is beautiful, even if our human anguish and suffering extended so far to our death, yeah. you know, like, it's like, okay, we can experience anguish and suffering and then a time of peace comes in. It's like, oh, you know, it can be at certain points, it could be on death's door when we're, where we're saved and we're looked after and, you know, uh, the righteousness of God comes through. But even if we end up dead in the grave, God's righteousness, his loving kindness will come through. He's died for the world so that it can be saved. It's powerful stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson. Got Matthew in the studio as well, living our best lives, getting it done. And right now, we've come to a time with no more questions. We're going to give you some answers, but right after, again, guys, we're spinning the wheel every single day. So we are going to have a winner today once we spin our wheel. Here we go. It's... Well, it should be it should be spitting. We've we've got the sound effect here, but the the wheel isn't quite spitting. <laughs> we've got okay. Here we go. Now it's spitting. It's spitting. It's slowing down. And our winner for today, congratulations to Tracy, who <laughs> has won the prize. They will be winning the Atheism Prophecy as well as the Voice of the Martyrs calendar, which we are going to give you absolutely for free. Congratulations, Tracy, on winning this prize. And again, we have. Three more days of this prize, and every single day we're going to be spinning the wheel for it. So if you missed out today, sorry, but just keep playing throughout the week. Hey, Matthew, get us some quiz answers, please. Love to. So that question, what miracle occurred the day Joshua and the Israelites defeated the armies of the five kings of the Amorites? Mm. The sun stood still. Yeah, that, that is an incredible miracle. Absolutely. I mean, uh, like if, if, if the earth stopped rotating today, like if the Earth stopped rotating, death, like instant, like the the everything would just fall apart and oh, die. Oh. And it, like like the way that the Earth rotates and gravity, you know, pulls everything in and whatnot. Like like it would it would be catastrophic. Um, but we see you know in this beautiful miracle, like God being able to sustain and hold the world together and stop the sun 
while these guys are still fighting. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got question two here now. Which of the following uh, men was not a king of Israel? Was it Elah, Amram, Omri, or Zimri? Mm. And it's B. It's Amram. Amram, because Amram is actually, I believe, Amram's the father of Moses. That's right. Correct? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Moses, right? Amram? Amram? Well, hey, look, Amram is, uh, yeah, yeah, Amram, he was Moses' father. We've got that text message in from Brayden. Oh, yeah. Thanks thanks to that, Brayden. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out uh, to everyone who got that correct, and thanks, Brayden, for uh, giving us some, some insight there. Give us the next question, please. To which king was the prophet Nathan speaking when he said, in Lawson fashion, <laughs> thou art the man. In Lawson fashion. <laughs> Was it Saul or David? Yeah, the answer, of course, is David. David. And uh, this is, you know, Nathan the prophet confronting uh, David about the great sin he had committed of adultery and murder and essentially Sorry. rape as well. Like, it's just such an awful situation. And he used that uh, classic metaphor, uh, story of the sheep. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, how many books of the Bible start with the letter J? Okay, this is a bit of a contentious one. We've got people writing in all kinds of answers, but uh, the answer here was was 12. Mm-hmm. 12. There are 12 books of the Bible that start with the letter J. Absolutely. And the final one. Uh-oh. I thought it was, um, I was a little bit with Braden. Braden's like, or oh, it could be nine if you count the numbers as being what starts the book. You know, mm. just like you got first John and second John and third John. So, mm. but <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're going to go with we're the first with, letter. That's yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, which is 12. That's mm. well result. Now, who was very disturbed by a dream she had about Jesus? And that hint was only her husband's name is mentioned. Mm. So we know the husband's name is Pilate. Therefore, it's Pilate's wife. Yeah, it's Pilate's wife who sees a dream and goes to Pilate and says, don't have anything to do with this man and his death. Like, don't. Just, just, just don't. Don't. Do, stay away from this, you know, with a, with a, with a 30 foot pole. And, uh, she was and, right. And she was right. And it's unfortunate. Like, Pilate had the opportunity to be one of the brave, you know, Gentile characters of the, like, he had the opportunity to stand on his morals and on his convictions and on his principles, and yet because of the wants of the crowd, he yep. didn't. And he and we actually know historically when we look in in certain resources, we can see that Pilate's career as a governor very much declined yep, after that, and and he didn't you know have any success after that particular instance. You know, and he was I, I sincerely believe he was put into that situation for such a time. He could have defended Jesus, but instead he didn't. Hey, you got a text message coming through here from Simon. He says, Thanks for the message this morning. This teaching helps us to focus on eternity as we reflect how short a life we have on earth. I think teachers uh, like yourself will receive greater honor because of your your influence is big. I think I think uh Look, if we honor Christ, we'll receive honor. That's the the reality of the situation. Uh, thank you, Simon, so much. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the end of the show, Matthew. We wrapped up in a, another one. You know, another one bites the dust. Getting through the week here. Is that sun coming down over the horizon? But it'll rise again tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> only for our show. It is very much still the morning. You still need to go to work. Uh, you can still listen to amazing programming here on Faith FM. And guys, we as always give away something for free. Not by spinning a wheel. Not by getting you to answer anything. But I have a beautiful book here. It's called Living Twenty Eight, and I was inspired mm-hmm. to pick this book because of. 
of our interview with Dr. Justin Jackson and getting into like how it is that our beliefs about God and the way we practice those beliefs affect the way we, we think, affect our health and our well-being, all those things. Now, Living 28, Fresh Perspectives on Practicing Our Faith by Jared Stackeroth. A uh, beautiful book here, getting into various beliefs and doctrines of the Bible and giving some unique perspectives on why those things are actually a blessing to us, like things like what we believe about hell, what we believe about creation, what we believe about grace and righteousness, what we believe about even eating. All of these doctrines that can be derived from the Bible, how do they affect our lives? What are some interesting perspectives we can have on them? The number is 0491-064-669. And if you text that number with the word book, if you're the first one through, you'll win this absolutely for free. Hey, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Make sure throughout this day you talk faith, you live faith, and you act faith, and you grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.